five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming, eat, nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy all right all right all right that's right i'm back bitches i'm back behind the mic only thing that's changed and i'm now in eastern standard time i kind of do miss specific standard time and uh how did they say it ain't nothing changed by my limp but we're starting something new i'm gonna i'm gonna give it away right here welcome to eat sleep fantasy Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. DFS and Dynasty Podcast. Christian. Christian, what does that mean to you? That means uh that means we now have a second ESF pod specifically devoted to DFS and Dynasty. That's what it means to me. What? It's pretty damn exciting, actually. That is pretty damn exciting. That, uh, when did this happen? Your main concern is Dynasty, or you want as we approach the season to dive into some of those daily fantasies on DraftKings or FanDuel or Draft or wherever it is that you uh, play, this is exactly the pod for you. We still have that season-long focused podcast over at Eat Sleep Fantasy, but now we've got you guys zoned in on Dynasty and DFS. Christian, guess what? what? Chicken what? It's, ap- it's after 4th of July, guess what? What? It's redraft season. What? I just uh, remembered that this is not a visual medium. I did a little dance and I, uh, you guys can't even see me, but my shirt's off like normal. Hmm. See, you know, and you just, you never share with us. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I kind of want to see the shirtless wonder, but Steve, what are we going to talk about today on this DFS and dynasty podcast? All kinds of good stuff. We had some interesting news throughout the week, so you know, we'll touch on all that a little bit. We're going to have a little ADP war, uh, players at each position going around at the same time. Which one do you like? And John Chapman over there just hanging out is going to have a little bit of fun with some trade targets in Dynasty. I kind of like to trade a little bit. No, you don't. I'm going to mess with John. So, John, what do you like about this Dynasty and DFS podcast since you just changed it on the Yeah, I, I did change it. Um, one, just super excited for a lot of new stuff that's coming out. Um, and so the idea is we're got, we got a lot of new content coming out and covering a w- much wider range than the kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, the parent podcast, the daddy podcast. I think daddy podcast is appropriate. Um but yeah, it's lots of stuff coming it. your way, and uh, really excited. So stay tuned. Everything's getting set up as we speak, and we got lots of new stuff coming for you. All right, housekeeping. All right, Christian, will you suck my dick? <laughs> so let's get into a little housekeeping, <laughs> as Austin 
so eloquently transitioned us into. Um, so basically, the whole reason that I'm here on this pod today is just for housekeeping, apparently. But uh, I want to talk to you guys about a few things, Steve in the background, um, that we, we got to address because there are things that we're really excited. We just talked about the transition over here to another feed for the, the Dynasty and Daily Focus. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what you can find on our website on eastleyfantasy.com for all of you guys that want to sign up as members for all of you that are interested in our draft kit head on over to eastleyfantasy.com right on the main page you're going to see a gigantic button that austin for some reason can't see when he goes to our site <laughs> that's me that's but for, john that's but john. Uh, oh, i love sorry, that it's john. already moved on to, to austin that's great great so giant button that says subscribe to eat nation if you click on that there you're going to see different things starting as low as five dollars for the year for eat nation bronze moving on up to different levels you can get the access to the draft kit with eat nation silver check it out the guys here have put in a ton of work for that draft kit that's something that i have to mention that's part one part two here is something that we're going to be doing next week in Dallas at the National Fantasy Football Convention. Anyone who might be going out next week from Thursday to Saturday, Thursday, I'm sorry, from Friday to Sunday of next week in Dallas, Fort Worth area, the National Fantasy Football uh, uh, Convention is happening there. Come join us. We're going to actually have a live draft afterwards on Saturday night uh, at a bar that we'll mention when we're there. Um, just come out, join us at the National Fantasy Football Convention. Uh, damn, what is our promo code for that? Do you, does anybody know that by memory? Easily Fantasy, I'm Eastly pretty sure. Easily Fantasy. Pretty sure it's Easily Fantasy. Um, sometimes that changes, but ask on Twitter if that's wrong. And I then, believe it's uh, just yeah. ESF. It might be ESF, right? If it's not Easily Fantasy or ESF, I'm sorry. I don't have my shit together today, as the guys <laughs> already know. So It's burrito, uh, and man. Then, yeah, I'm not Dale. Like, uh, I my life's not in order. Everybody knows this. I just power drive two uh, ice pops before I came on the show. What flavor? What color? Uh, watermelon and blue raspberry. What? Whoa! Wow, you get fancy ones. Dang, dude! I well, just had blue. This red yeah. blue. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, what flavor? They're pink and blue. Is what I had. There you go. Right, I thought you guys were gonna ones. make fun of me if I said they were blue flavor. No. That's why wow. I specifically was like, it's blue raspberry, sir. All right. And then, yeah, I covered uh, two and one here with the draft kit and memberships on our website, easilyfantasy.com. Boom. If you want to go straight to it, easilyfantasy.com forward slash subscribe. Christian, yeah. I heard a rumor that we're like pre-selling those draft kits. And if they used a certain coupon code, they could get it cheap. Yeah, but I don't know these codes, man. We just discussed this. We just talked about. You don't know this. hot dog. I don't know, you don't the, know number, about hot dog? the the stuff. Why do you got to put me on the spot like that, Austin? It's all good because Dale just told me to in text. Did so. he? Did he also tell you the code? It's it's hot oh, dog. It is hot dog. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. See? So for those so for those dog. that so don't you, know, Dale is working behind the scenes currently. Yeah, with hot dogs. <laughs> All right, let's move on to news. Let's move on to news. All right, Aaron Jones suspended for two games for substance abuse. Steven, do we have any uh, any ideas what substance this was, since it's now that's a thing? I mean, yeah, looking at this two games, like you said, for substance abuse, I don't know, Aaron Jones is still going to have a role. I know they like him. He was a productive back when he was there. Um, the only reason why he even uh, lost the job to begin with was because of injuries towards the end of the year. Um, but he's going to have a role. Now, however, the only thing that could be concerning is over the first few weeks there, if Williams comes out and he is productive and his yards per carry goes up, he is the better receiving back. And it's hard to say what's going to happen with Ty Montgomery. So if Williams is productive during that first couple of weeks, <clears throat> Jones is going to have to earn that. So we'll see what happens. All right, Aaron Jones, done for two weeks. Well, first two weeks of the season. Uh, next one, Ruben Foster. And I'll go to our resident 49ers, fanatical. There's other words of starts with F that I can think of. 
But John, what do you think of Ruben Foster suspended for his two games for marijuana and gun uh, this charges? This is kind of the best case scenario, and it plays a big role in fantasy just in the fact that, man, right off the bat, that defense is trash without Ruben Foster, which we saw last year. And with him out, man, Dalvin Cook is going to be – he's going to blow up week one. They play at Minnesota. I am already – DFS ideas are going into my head on who to focus on. And just right off the bat with these two, Jamal Williams going to be super cheap. And Dalvin Cook could be a little bit more expensive. But great matchups just right off the bat. So pay attention to these things with the suspensions and kind of favorable matchups and who they target and who they benefit. So this is best case scenario, though, for 49ers. All right, Christian, I'll give you an easy one because he'll probably be a Miami guy here eventually. Oh, man. Edelman was denied and has to serve out his four-game suspension. I mean, that's pretty much it. It, it kind of uh, self-explanatory there. We we had a feeling that he was going to appeal, and it, it was maybe get reduced, but probably not. He's going to serve his four-game suspension. When he comes back, I mean – you guys tell me, but I pretty much feel like when he comes back, he'll be fine. And you might get a guy that, fine, you don't have him for four weeks. That you're, it's it's annoying to have him on your roster. But when you when he comes back, you'll have a you know a wide receiver two or so on your bench that you can get pretty cheap right now. Yeah, but why is he getting four games and everyone else is only getting two game suspensions? It's freaking it's because bullshit. he's on the Patriots. Get, like, the Patriots. He's yeah. on the Patriots. That's why because they screwed over Goodell in the past. And uh, you reap what you sow. Whatever. Piss off, hosers. All right, Steve. <laughs> moving on to Chase Edmonds. What do we got about Chase Edmonds in the news? So I thought it was just kind of interesting that Wilkes comes out and says that. What was it? I don't want to quote him, but in every down backup running back, like that's just kind of weird. I mean, who prides themselves on being in every down backup running back and for a head coach to even come out and say that the way this league is anymore you're just you you have a committee there's a few guys that are elite and David Johnson's one of them and that's who Edmonds is going to be behind so I don't know I just found that to be kind of funny there's really nothing to read into there he's not going to see the field he might spell Johnson here and there but he's just it's just nothing but buzz talk yeah I kind of agree with you there just with the sense of you know, right now he's holding out. So David Johnson's holding out for a new contract. So all through OTAs, Chase Edmonds was the guy. He ran complete with the first team, and handcuffs are almost non-existent nowadays. However, in dynasty leagues with deep rosters, man, I absolutely love getting me a rookie running back, a young guy behind a stud that just in case something happens, he can step into elite production. And so if you are in a very deep league with a lot of roster spots, 20-plus, I love Chase Edmonds and just grabbing him and holding him. Whether you have David Johnson or not, it's irrelevant. It's, it's a lottery ticket. And if things go very similar to what they happened last year, which I don't think they will, then you have a huge home run, key starter week in and week out with this guy. Uh, he already has the coach's confidence. So it's something, but again, it's, it's nothing more than a lottery ticket, a flyer. All right, John, since you're on a roll – why don't you go ahead and talk about Patrick Peterson? Yeah, again, we, you know, we're in the offseason right now, and there's not a lot of news. However, uh, scheme changes and kind of paying attention to what's going on, even on the defensive side, helps you to be a better fantasy player. So Patrick Peterson has been a top three corner in this league for about eight straight years, and he has always shadowed the number one receiver. Not a lot of people have done that. They decided to change that, and he asked for this specifically because he thinks he can get more interceptions. Uh, by going up against weaker caliber players and not always shadowing the number one guy. And so this is huge because you used to have to sit your non-elite wide receivers against the Cardinals. You don't have to do that anymore. So this is great news for fantasy and makes even more wide receivers available on a week-in, week-out basis. But see, that could – I mean, I don't know if their defense is good enough, but that could actually hurt uh, some DFS aspects, though, because – yeah, if he's not shadowing the number one, you know, if there's a game that's close and they're grinding it out and their number one's tearing it up, who do they have to put on him other than Patrick Peterson? Really nobody. So that might that might change the tides later on in games and even early on in the games too. It, it's possible. I mean, I love their secondary there. I actually really enjoy their secondary. But the idea is still there that 
man, you can scheme out of having Patrick Peterson on your stud uh, week in and week out or every single play. And so, yeah, it's just one of those little things to pay attention to that week three or four you might remember. Oh, man, you know what? I don't have a problem starting this guy, somebody like a Pierre Garçon, because I don't have to worry about, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to get him open. He's not going to be shadowed the whole time here. So I'm looking at this next piece of news and the way it's written. Do you guys remember when Superman died? Doomsday? You guys remember that? Yeah, Doomsday killed him. Yeah. That's how I feel about this next piece of news with the Legion of Boom (laughs) being decimated. I'm sorry for all you Seahawks fans, but Cam Chancellor decided to retire. And it made sense after he gave his little spill about the injuries and neck injuries, not being able to go out there and play. And some of the times when he put a hit on somebody, they had to actually carry him back to the huddle. Um, So it it made all the sense in the world for him to uh, shut her down. I'm worried about Seattle's defense this season. Uh, anyone else want to talk about uh, Seattle? Well, you know, with that, and then you have, I mean, obviously we know that Sherman's gone. You have Earl Thomas holding out and wants to go to Dallas. And um, I was reading an article earlier, actually, Cliff Averill, who's a free agent, you know, was saying that everybody in the locker room knows that Earl Thomas loves Dallas. And he would actually, that they were playing on Monday night, he'd leave early to go watch them play. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's done, man. You know that defense. I mean, Austin, you, you've you've beat the you beat a dead horse talking about how bad that offensive line is, and that defense could be equally as bad as that offensive line. So, you know that this could be fantasy wise uh, a big thing for Russell Wilson because he might be getting a lot of work this year, running for his life and throwing the ball a lot more probably than he ever has been because it's very possible that they could be playing behind a lot. Yep, and, and that's the thing. You want quarterbacks and you want receivers paired up with shitty defenses, and the Seattle defense is going to be trash. They've lost about six starters uh, in the course of a year. You do not want running backs on terrible off or terrible defenses. You don't want that pairing because they're going to have to throw the ball, just like they did last year in Seattle. Their defense wasn't great last year. Uh, it was okay the first month, but then injuries and it was gone. Like It's a, tra- it's a bottom tier defense in the NFL now. So what we've come used to in Seattle is long gone. It's painful. Christian, put down your red freeze pop and give me your insight on what Indy's running back uh, field looks like uh, with Robert Turbin uh, suspended for four games because of PEDs. You know, we've been uh, talking about Robert Turbin way too long in the NFL, I think, in the first place. Um, I think this backfield, it really is going to come down to Marlon Mack or Naheem Hines anyways. I think Rob, Robert Turbin being suspended for four games just gives him that much less of a shot to compete for any you know any sort of important fantasy role in this team. Um, and so I, I, I never really thought that he was a, in competition truly for the number one job, but he is an in competition for carries at least and to have involvement and this just kind of hurts that a little bit more in my opinion you know leading into that Brito you just totally threw me off with the headshot that you just sent to our group text <laughs> that we have there <laughs> all right to give a little bit of background freaking here, taking um, glamour shots and shit everybody everybody on this call right now that we are recording <laughs> is on a video right but my Ooh. webcam is not connected um, and so they're a little disappointed. I mentioned that I was shirtless. So um, I took a screenshot. I took a uh, selfie and sent it to the. To so I'm uploading this to Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks uh, like- <laughs> Christian, your beard connects to your chest hairs. That's freaking amazing. Oh, yeah, that it's not. Accurate. That's not okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, John, I'm going to turn this next uh, portion over to you. There's so supposed to be into... space between those two things. Oh, now you just deleted the message, connected. Christian. Damn it. Yeah. There we go. Oh, oh I, saw, I already got it. It's screenshotted. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is why I need to send things on Snapchat with disappearing images. That's awesome. Yeah, What's that's Snapchat? what you want. You want to be on Snapchat with Steve? Good Lord. Wait, Steve, you Ugh. have Snapchat? Can I you just give it, to, give it out reason. to everyone? I don't, actually, for a reason. Oh. It's called Spotify. Uh, Spank the Spack. Uh, that is his Snapchat. Spank the Spackeratelli. That that's, my, that's my alias. See, this is the problem. When you guys have me on... <laughs> All right. I get really hey, We're 19 distracted. minutes in. We're 20 minutes in. 
let's uh let's get onto these ADPs across position. Yeah, so basically the idea is this. Um I want to focus on a full PPR dynasty. Now, we've had a couple questions because we got a couple listener leagues that are making dynasty uh, startups going on right now. There's a big difference between half point PPR or I guess half PPR and full point PPR. So real quick, Austin, please outline for us the difference in PPR and half PPR and who it benefits and who it helps and who it hurts. All right. Half point PPR is it splits the focus between running backs and wide receivers, but ultimately gives uh, wide uh, running backs a little more of a bump over wide receivers. Um, you know, QBs stay the same, tight ends stay, stay the same because, you know, it's half point per reception. Now, when it comes to full point, your wide receivers get a huge bump. And that has been the question of the week is what's the difference between half point and full point PPR? Your focus now is your tight ends and your wide receivers when it comes to full point. Did I miss anything? Yeah, the only thing that I would say to watch out for in full point PPR and half PPR is your receiving running backs, the guys that get lots of catches. You're talking Kamara, uh, CMC, Duke Johnson, um david johnson these guys they basically you get two positions in one um so for example just kamara was a top 20 wide receiver by himself if you just took his wide receiver stats and threw out his rushing totals completely so whenever you're looking at these uh, half point and full point ppr it bumps up all wide receivers namely possession guys guys like julio uh, i wouldn't call julio possession but keenan allen things like that but also you're receiving back so what i'm going to do is I'm going to pose these questions to each one of you, and you are going to pick one of these three. Now, each one of these groups of people are across positions that are going close to the same average draft position in a PPR, full-point PPR, dynasty startup. So, Steve, you are up first, my friend. These players are being drafted 27, 28, and 29, respectively. And it goes Devontae Freeman, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then Kelsey. Okay, Travis Kelsey. So if you are building your roster now, again, this is in a vacuum. So throw out the, well, what do I have already? Who is the most valuable out of these three positions? This one's kind of tough for a couple reasons. Uh, I like Freeman. Uh, He's probably going to be a little more valuable next year uh, when Coleman is gone, depending on what they do to replace him, because I don't see Coleman coming back. And then I really like Juju, but as we've talked about before, any possible day, Ben Roethlisberger can go, and we don't know what will happen after that. So if it's between these three right here, uh, I still think the offense is going to go through Kelsey and Kansas City, and, and he's probably the guy that I would take if, if these were my three choices. Man, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. Again, this is pick 29, so we are talking And I hate very taking tight this early, too. I do, too, but... I'm either getting a tight end super early, and there's only three I'm targeting, Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz, or I'm waiting till freaking Ben Watson, like <laughs> round 24. <laughs> like, I'm just punting that position. But if you can get one of those difference makers, then I, I totally get it. Otherwise, stay away. So, uh, guys, Kelsey, anybody disagree here? Austin, disagree? Nope. nope. Brito? Kelsey is fine. Um, I think Devontae Freeman is also hugely in the running for me there, just because I would rather have the position of running back than the position of tight end. All right. Well, let's jump to the back end of the third round, and this one's going to be for Brito. Would you rather have Jordan Howard's going pick 35, Gronk is almost tied right behind him at pick 35, or T.Y. Hilton? And again, remember, luck is practicing. (laughs) Who would you take? Um, this is a great question. And actually I, um, I wanted to kind of bring Gronk up into the last conversation when you mentioned, uh, you know, Kelsey and that tier of those three tight ends. Um, when it does come down, right. You, you, you have that tier, three tight ends are in it, but we're talking about a dynasty league. We're talking about a dynasty startup. What's your fear that Gronk doesn't play beyond this year. And then this pick kind of is fucked for the next year. 50-50 50-50 at best. I don't think you could take more than that. And because of that, I feel like I wouldn't want to risk my pick on Gronk. And we're talking about a, a league where we're talking full PPR. I think in this conversation, um, 
and I'm not sure if other people are going to be ha- having their heads where mine is, but I trust T.Y. Hilton regardless of who's throwing the ball to him. I think he is so talented, and we've seen that consistency year after year. Yeah, the touchdowns might not be there, but the catches and the yards are always going to be there. So I'm going T.Y. Hilton, and I can I can understand why other people might choose not to, but that's my guy. I mean, I, I, could, I could see that. You know, I mean, obviously there's way more upside uh, if Lux in the lineup, but, you know, Brissett didn't do a, a bad job last year, and I think another year with him being in PPR, I, I could see that. So you don't think Luck's going to be the starter there? No, I'm saying, like, if, if something were to happen with Luck, you know, like something happened with his gotcha. shoulder or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden we're looking at the same scenario that we were last year, and, you know, Brissette will be the guy if that happens, but hopefully not. And, I mean, T.Y. Hilton finishes the number 27 wide receiver last year without luck. Right. So, worst case, you're getting a bottom end. You're getting a flex play, but he's going to high end. You're talking wide receiver one. If luck plays the whole season, which right. is a huge question mark, I understand, you're getting a wide receiver one. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all the, right. the four seasons prior to that, you're you're cracking 1,100 yards at least every year. Yep. Yeah. All right, Austin, on to you, big guy. We're going to throw a quarterback into the mix this time. We've got, in the fourth round, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Sammy Watkins, or Derek Henry. Again, remember, full PPR. John, you made this one super easy, brother. You think so? I can so? tell you right now, I am not a Derek Henry believer. That's Steven over there, over there on the right. Uh, I still Ooh, think Deion Lewis is going to crush it. Yeah, you heard me. Um Oh, yeah. I'm just not like a fan. Deion Lewis because of the Patriots. That's exactly. No, I like Deion Lewis this year. I think, like I said, I'm going to put a lot. Of, I'm going to put. He's going to be one of those kids I fall on the sword for this year. I'm calling it now. There's probably a redraft. gif out there somewhere of Deion Lewis's penis and Austin just swinging from it. In the wind. Why would I swing from it? <laughs> well, because you love him, dude. <laughs> I do love him. I love him. And then uh, I'm not a fan of Sammy Watkins now. So I'm actually going to go with Aaron Rodgers in this situation, and I am not one for Whoa. taking a QB way this early. But in this situation, out of those, if I had to pick between those two, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers all day. Somebody disagree with this man. Come on, we need to fight over this issue. I don't. I don't know if really I can, that's it. I don't know if I can. I'm not. A, I don't care for Watkins. I, he, I need to see don't it on care the field. For Watkins either. I need to see it on the field and. I mean, I, I like Derrick Henry, but if if the team valued him more, they wouldn't have brought in a guy like Deion Lewis. They would have uh, filled that depth in, in a different way. And if you're gonna, if that's the first quarterback coming off the board, and it's at pick forty four, that's Aaron Rodgers all day. Yeah, this is one quarterback league, so you got to keep that in mind. Um, I think I might have Derrick Henry here. Just, I mean, again, I I think the concept here for me goes with position scarcity. And so just like I did with the first pick where I would go the running back over the tight end, I would go the running back over the quarterback just based on position scarcity. I think you can replace Aaron Rodgers, but you have to try to find some home runs at the running back position. I don't buy the Deion Lewis is there to – um, take all of Derrick Henry's work. I think that's just the scheme that the Titans like to run with those two running backs. Um, but I, I think Derrick Henry's going to get plenty of work and be just fine. So I, w- I would actually go with Henry. I don't care for Watkins at all. That guy can just go away. <laughs> I could see – I don't think Deion's going to take all, like, all the work away. But I could honestly – I would not be surprised if I saw a 60-40 split there, mainly because Deion Lewis will just about – little over 90% of the snaps that he played last year were on first and second down, and he has three down capabilities. So I could see a 60-40 split in favor of Henry. Let me throw this out there. You know, since this is Dynasty, what happens if Deion Lewis does crush it and next thing you know, Henry isn't playing for them next year? I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks amazing. Oh, well, Henry's not going anywhere. He's on a rookie deal. He's super cheap. There's no reason to cut yep. a rookie deal. Um, but you, I see what you're saying. Let's say he gets – Aaron Rodgers is going to be a mainstay there. I get that. If all three of these players hit their ceiling, then Derrick Henry has the most fantasy value just because of the position he plays. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is by far the safest. And 
getting the top three quarterback guaranteed if he plays. There's no way he finishes outside of that. I don't have a problem with it. I just I always wait on quarterbacks personally. I wouldn't have a I would take Rodgers probably at the end of the fourth round, which he will never be there. Um, but the yeah. the biggest the biggest thing I see in that situation and why I lean in favor of the workload going to Henry is because Deion Lewis is 27 years old and he's two years removed from a major knee injury or major knee injury. So, I mean, yeah, he didn't do a whole lot in his time in New England there, but he is on the back end of that, you know, that that number 30 that we all look at in running backs, and he has a knee injury. So, Derrick Henry, 24. So, Brito, you were going to say something. What's up, man? No, yeah, just going back to uh, what you were saying, uh, if it if we're talking about the likelihood of who's most likely to hit their ceiling, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I think it is fantasy. You are playing a game of uh, of numbers in terms of probability, what is most likely to happen. Aaron Rodgers is most likely to hit his ceiling. But I think in this type of league, I'm I'm constantly – going to be battling of roster construction position scarcity what do I need to do in my draft and in that position like you mentioned I'm probably going to be waiting on quarterback just because I only got one spot to fill and I'm comfortable with like 15 guys that's that's not how I wanted to word that I was gonna say you I'm sure you feel real good with 15 guys don't you that's kind of your that's what you go for is just lots of guys at the same time and so see but at the quarterback position you only got one hole to fill so if i only got one hole to fill with a lot of guys with a lot of guys there's a lot of guys then seven holes in your head okay targeting the tight ends later on (laughs) all right steve let's go to you you dirty bastard um who would you choose here nelson aguilar uh 81 jimmy g 82 or Tariq cohen See, at 82 i kind of hate you for this because I, 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 I like all three of them. i'm sure did you not did. send this one to you you did don't lie to me no this is this is this is happening man i'm making you choose between your children i hate you um damn There's a movie on that <laughs> well it's called i mean Steven's let's choice. See. at this point in time i'm probably i mean i'm set on my running backs and wide receivers at this point and if Jimmy G's the guy that I really, really, really want at this spot, then he's the guy that I'm going to take. And, like, you know, chances are in this type of – especially because this is single quarterback we're talking about, right? So yes, I'm going to have running backs and I'm going to have wide receivers at this point. So I would probably take Jimmy G here, even though I love Tariq Cohen. Uh, he has him in every dynasty league he is a part of. Tariq Cohen, but and I he chooses to go. Finally Jimmy got G. Jimmy G in this one, recent one though. <laughs> all right, all right, Steve. What about you, man? I already told you what I wanted. Oh, sorry. Also, also <laughs> known as Steve Austin. What do you think about this one, man? Stone Cold. <laughs> so I'm looking at a wide receiver two. I'm looking at a running back two. Tariq Cohen has a lot of potential to do good things in Nagy offense. I'm going to choose – I think I'm going to go with Tree Cohen on this one. Um, I know I would sit there and pick Jimmy G just to fuck with Steve if we're in the same league. But what realistically – Oh, many a times. I almost did it this one. you know. Uh, but I think I'm going to go Tree Cohen in this situation. I just like his – but his ceiling is a lot higher than the other two right now. Uh, we saw Jimmy G – uh, his potential, what he could be in, what, five games last season. And it does look really good. Um, did, you, did you say something? Nope. Oh, I thought Steve said something. <laughs> but that's the route I'm going. All right. All right. Well, this is our last ADP one. I'm leaving this one up for Burrito. So this is our last one here. We got Kirk Cousins is going at pick 110. Jamal Williams right there behind him. And Greg Olson at 111. Who do you target? This is a this is an interesting one. I think this one's going to have to go uh, my pick here a little bit differently, just because of my personal value here. Um, I think Kirk Cousins can be a top five quarterback, and so I think back we, to back years. Yeah, and so we've seen that, and yet he's still going, you know, 
in, in this league, in this example here, in, in an 11th round or a 10th round, this is where you start to maybe see some value, right? I didn't take Aaron Rodgers earlier when I could have. I didn't take Jimmy Graham earlier when I could have. I mean, um, Jimmy Garoppolo when I could have. And then sitting here at 110, you can grab a guy like Kirk Cousins, who could very well be a top five quarterback, probably has the best weapons of his career now in Minnesota. And so I think that's the pick here. Again, this is perfect. This is how I would kind of break down a draft is if we were looking at this as a whole, I probably would have taken Devontae Freeman there, then T.Y. Hilton, then a guy like Derrick Henry, and then all the way back wrapping around, I'm going to take a guy here perfectly fits what I need in Kirk Cousins. And, and I know that's not the viewpoint, perhaps, but this is just me going into my mindset, my structure, and how I might build my team. Love a guy like Kirk Cousins here. I would pick him sooner than this, and I love his value going into this year. Yeah, uh, back-to-back top five finishes for Kirk Cousins. And again, I love what you said. He's stepping into the best situation he's ever been in. Um, yeah, it, it's very easy to see him finishing up there again. I just don't get that that's a spot where he's even drafted. I mean, the fact that he even went to Minnesota with what both of you guys just said, the situation that he stepped into, his ADP should have flew up quite a bit. Like, that's that number 110, to me, is just absolutely asinine. It's crazy. Well, and so I'm looking right here at the ADP for quarterbacks, and he is currently going 7th. So there are six quarterbacks going in front of them, Rodgers, Watson, Wilson, Wentz, Jimmy G, and Cam Newton. But there is a 28-pick drop from Cam Newton, the sixth quarterback off the board, to Kirk Cousins. I mean, there is a huge chasm there. And after that, then you got Mahomes, Goff, Luck, all very close to Kirk Cousins. But that's that huge teardrop. Uh, Do you see Kirk Cousins being close to Newton, Steve? Uh... Honestly, I I like him better than Newton, to be perfectly honest okay. with you. I mean, as we've talked about before with Cam, if you were to take if you were to take his running ability away and you were to take his red zone threat away, which is one of his most valuable features about him, he he's not that special. So I mean, it, not as a passer. No, he's very, very inconsistent. Right. So if you put Cousins and Newton in front of me, I'm taking Cousins over Newton. So let me do a call out then. So I'm looking at our ADPs right now for Dynasty. I pulled them up. And right now for Cousins, Steve, you got him at eight. You're the lowest on him. Uh, John, you got him at seven. And I got him at six. Now let's go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Steven, you got him at four. So you're saying right now, for dynasty purposes, Garoppolo is better than, than uh, our boy, freaking I just, just cousins or Newton. Cousins, thank you, cousins. Well, Newton. I mean, we can do Newton too. Steven, you got him at seven. John, you got him at six, and I got him at five. So we're all pretty high in Newton, you know. But when we go to Garoppolo, five, four, four, and eight, five, four, and eight. So I'm the lowest on him. And then you know, like I said, we went. To, I went to Cousins, and I'm uh, and it's eight seven six. So I mean, I'm looking at it like with with those with the rankings. I'm looking at it from fantasy production and who's been doing it longer, so on and so forth, right? And, and, and well, Cam Newton's been doing it longer, right? Exactly. Right. But I'm also looking at you know my perspective and how I feel about certain guys. So fantasy production is heavily weighs more than how I feel about guys, about certain players. But Jimmy G, for dynasty purposes, I mean, I've seen what the guy can do. I've been waiting for him to get his opportunity, and that's why I have him ranked a little bit higher because, I mean, look at what he did the last five games of the season with no offense whatsoever. I mean, the guy's pretty special. Yeah, and I'll say this before we move on to our next little segment. There are so many damn quarterbacks. So if you are in a one-quarterback league, wait. If, if you have these guys close like we do, wait until half of them are gone and take who falls. Try your hardest not to fall in love with players and go off of value, and that is where you will win. Because, again, these guys are going two and a half rounds apart from each other. So if you have them close like we do, 
wait for the last one. And if that's Cousins, congratulations. If that's Garoppolo, that's great. Cam's not falling that far. But anyway, I digress. Let's jump on to our next part. Let's do some dynasty trades. Um, again, these are uh, 12 teams, full point PPR, one quarterback, um, standard starters, nothing special about this. And I'm going to be asking each one of you guys, we're going to highlight a player from each position group. And we're going to start off with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is an absolute beast, obviously. Um, he has continued to just finish at the top. Uh, his fantasy finishes. He has finished fifth and seventh overall running back. So here we go, Brito. Going to you. Who would? Which side would you rather choose, Melvin Gordon or Demarius Thomas, Jonathan Stewart, and a 2.0 rookie pick for this year? So this this uh, all these trades have been gone through on myfantasyleague.com. And so some of these are rookie picks for next year, some are for this year. So they have not had their rookie-only draft. So the 2.01 pick, Jonathan Stewart and Demarius Thomas for Melvin Gordon. Give me Melvin Gordon. I, I'm a big believer if you have a player that's clearly the best player in a trade, the other side needs to be overwhelming. If I'm getting a lot of depth, it needs to be overwhelming for me to pull the trigger. And it's not with Demarius Thomas and Jonathan Stewart. All right, Austin, going to you. We're going quick here. Uh, we're going to do think f- who the 201 would be. This, it'd probably be a wide receiver. Right. Most of the running backs would be gone, so we're probably looking at Gallup or Kirk or or Anthony Miller or something like that, or or even Ridley. So anybody, or maybe one of the quarterbacks. So yeah, you can right get now, one of the quarterbacks there. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with Melvin Gordon on this one. So as far as uh, ADP data, that is Michael Gallup on the spot Woo! at the 13th pick. There nice. you go. You are a beast. Austin is a machine. All right, let's move on to our next trade for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I'd take him. All right, here we go. Melvin, This is you, Austin. Melvin Gordon for Corey Davis, the 2.05 and the 3.11. I'm going back to Melvin Gordon again. Melvin Gordon. There's no disputes there. Not a fan even of Corey Davis. Super young man. I love me some Corey Davis. I know. I know. Steve gave me that look, but I'm just not a fan of Corey Davis. I would go Melvin Gordon here as well. Again, these are not trades we made up. These were actual trades that were processed and approved by both sides. So keep that in mind, Steve. Here we go. Melvin Gordon. This one's much tougher. You get Melvin Gordon or Devonte Foreman, and then get this: a 2019 first, second third and three fifths so he, this is like the ricky williams uh trade in the whole hall and De- deontay foreman who would you take here i mean the the picks alone outweigh melvin gordon for me especially if you're going into this draft right now right here um and, and i like foreman i know he had that achilles injury uh i don't i'm not a big fan of lamar miller i don't know how much longer he'll be there foreman's part of that future depending on what they do after Miller's departure. But a first, second, third, and three fives for Melvin Gordon, and you have this the running backs that are coming out in this draft, the wide receivers that are coming out in this draft, the quarterbacks that are coming out in this draft. So, I mean, that the 2019 picks outweigh it, in my opinion. And, for, yeah, and, and Foreman's I'll, just an added player. And sometimes these trades, you know, we don't have information on the teams that did this. But let's just say you're one step away from winning, and you really feel that way. And if you've got to give up depth to go get a key starter that will push you over the top, a Melvin Gordon type, man, you go do it. And on the flip side, let's say your team sucks, and you took over an orphan team, and there is 0% chance you can win this year. This is the perfect trade that you want to do. You have Melvin Gordon and trash. Trade for the future. Go out and see. And if you don't ask for trades like this, I would be willing to say, man, there's no way people would come up with this trade. But if you don't ask, it can't happen. So, all right, Brito, this is our last Melvin Gordon trade. I think I'm going to get you on this one. Melvin Gordon or Tyreek Hill and the 105 this year. You're going to get me on this one because I am going to go the other side. I'm going to actually go against the best player here. And go with Tyreek Hill and the 105 just because um, I like some of those rookie talents that you can get at the running back position. I think you can almost replace his value with Tyreek Hill. Plus, 
you get a guy like Ronald Jones or Royce Freeman or something along. Sony Michelle is the fifth um, off the board as far as ADP goes as right. of now. Sony Michelle, who's who's sixth right now? Is it Penny? Ronald Jones. Six is Penny is third. So okay, let's just wow. go through this real quick. Barkley one, Geist two, Penny three, Chubb, Sony Michelle, Jones, Freeman. Yeah, I would love to get uh, Tyreek Hill and a Ronald Jones um, oh, and pair that long term. Um, I, I, I like that side just a little bit more. So I think you're getting exactly what you need, especially if you're saying, hey, maybe I'm going to set myself up a little bit for the future. Let me trade out of Melvin Gordon and get some guys that I can get for the future. All right. Okay, so real quick, we are going to transition now to our wide receiver option, and that's going to be Stefan Diggs. He is a very fun, popular guy right now in Dynasty Circles. He is currently the 12th wide receiver as far as ADP is concerned and is going off the board with the 23rd pick overall, so right at the end of the second round. Steve, this one's for you, my friend. Here we go. Would you rather have Stefan Diggs or Rashad Penny? And the 3.06. So this is a mid-draft, mid-rookie draft trade uh, where the first round's probably already happened. Richard Penny and the 3.06 in this year's rookie class for Stefan Diggs. Who are you taking? I'm going to stay with Diggs on this one. If if that pick was a little bit higher, you know, we'll say early to mid-second, I, I would I, I would probably take the penny side of it. I'm just I'm not 100 percent sold on Rashad Penny as of right now, and I really like. I mean Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is he's great wide receiver, but I think he's going to have more upside, and I think he's going to his receptions are going to go up. His touchdowns are probably going to go up with the addition of Cousins. You're getting Dalvin Cook back in that backfield, so you know defenses are not going to have the focal point of just. Um, Diggs and Thielen anymore. Kyle Rudolph's a respectable tight end. There's a lot of mouths to feed there, but I don't know. I just like, I, I like Stefan Diggs. I think he's going to be a little more solid than Rashad Penny in a 3.06. Yep. I like the Diggs side there too. Austin, let's go to you. Uh, this one has no picks. This is Stefan Diggs for Jay Ajayi and Michael Crabtree. Ew. Ooh, we made the <laughs> ew. Ew. I kind of like Crabtree this season more than Diggs. Uh, he's going to be the wide receiver one. He's Baltimore. I think I'm just going to stick with Stefan Diggs. I do like Crabtree in this situation, but Ajayi just does not sell it for me. So, I, I don't know. Baltimore, Diggs, you still don't know if it's going to be him or Thielen or my boy Rudolph. So, you know what? Never mind. I think I'm going to go to the Crabtree Ajayi. <laughs> I think I'll take it like that. We need a new segment, Austin versus Austin. Uh, just because it's a I lot like of fun it. hearing you go back and forth. I like um, it. All right. Let's see here. Now, this one's interesting because it's Diggs and somebody. Brito, I'm giving this one to you. Oh, man. Mm. Why well, you got to do this Jarek McKinnon and <laughs> Stefan Diggs. So you're getting two starters for Todd Gurley. Oh, I didn't want this question. I know. I put your, I put your name next to it. Dude, this, this question makes me uneasy. It gives me, like, the bubble guts. <laughs> Because oh, that's awesome. Is, is, it, is think, it the question or the freeze pops that gives you the bubble guts? No, the freeze pop <laughs> gives me the good feelings in the nether regions. But um, you're supposed to put it in your mouth. Do you know that? Ooh, <laughs> they keep my giblets cold. Anyways, um, listen. I think these two guys on the left hand side, Stefan Diggs, Jarek McKinnon. If we can see them just have a season where they put it all together, Stefan Diggs staying on the field, Jerk McKinnon in a new system where he should be featured, they could both be great. Stefan Diggs is so young. like The potential there is beautiful. But I'm going to take Todd Gurley because we've seen him just be that uber elite talent that I would give up half of my draft for. So give me Todd Gurley. Yeah, this is a fun one, and I I completely understand when you get one of those trade requests and you're just like, shit. You just leave it man, there. Gosh, I, I, no, never do that. First off, <laughs> no, I hate those people. I just people. wanted to bring that joke in. Oh, my good. God, I hate that. Respond to damn trades, people. If you are a human <laughs> being of any decency whatsoever, respond to trades. And you can say, I don't know. This is too close because this that's what this trade is. 
but it, let's say you have Todd Gurley and you get this Jarek McKinnon and Stefan Diggs and you're just like, shit, this is a great deal, but I don't know how to feel about it. Ask for more. Like, just say, okay, I think we're close. Throw in a second, something like that to tip the scales. Never do a trade where you feel that way. Always tip the scales to where you feel better about it and you can see how this is making your team better. Uh, that's a good one. All right, let's go over here to Steve-O. How about this? This is for a pick straight up. Stefan Diggs or the 1.02 in rookie draft this year? Um, Man. I guess if I'm dying at running back, I would heavily consider this trade. But I, I just I, I like Diggs, I, I really do. I mean, you can get him. I don't know because you can get Diggs as you know a wide, you know your second wide receiver on your team, and have two wide receiver ones in that position right and now. John's throwing another pick into this situation. I am right here. You okay. I'm gonna talking stop about you. talking okay. about tipping the scales. You dirty bastard. That's right. So let's say, okay, you don't want to do the 102 for Stefan Diggs. What about the 1.02 and the 2.06? So you're getting a, a top end first and a middle second for Stefan Diggs. Now will you do it? I would do that. Okay. And, and that's the thing. You, you all, Don't give up whenever people say no. Figure out what they want and go from there. And hopefully that these will give you ideas. So if you're in your league and you hear one of these sides that you have on your team and you say, holy shit, I had no clue I had a chance to go get a Todd Gurley or something like that. Well, hopefully this gets it jogging a little bit. Okay, now we're going to jump over to our tight end range. We're going to be talking about Evan Ingram, who just totally dominated last year. I'm not the biggest fan, but he is going with the 39th pick overall and is the third tight end off the board. He's actually going before Zach Ertz, crazy enough. So, Austin, here we go. Um, Evan Ingram or Hooper, the 1.12, 2.09, and 3.01. So, you're getting a late first, late second, early third, and Austin Hooper. For Evan Ingram, would you do this trade? Hell yeah, in an instant. Because then I get that kid out of uh, Miami, Jaseki, uh, and get just as much um, ceiling than I can for Evan Ingram. He's not going to hit it this year. There's too many weapons coming back this season. Yeah, I, I don't value the tight end position. So, again, if I can get a first, second, and third yeah, I'm doing that deal. So you 100%. like loose ends? I, I um, <laughs> Well, not loose, but I want them to feel it. You know what I mean? Don't lie to yourself. I want them to know I'm there. All right, here we go. Brito, speaking of knowing I'm there, who would you take here? This is Evan Ingram and a 2019 second for Christian McCaffrey. I would take McCaffrey by himself, so the second is just a freebie. So. No, no, the second is with... Uh, Evan Ingram. So oh, okay. Evan Ingram and a second hmm. for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, still going McCaffrey. I Again, I think going back to I just don't value the position as much. I think you just said that for the last pick. So um, give me Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I understand a lot of people like Evan Ingram, but I, I feel like a lot of how productive he was was due to the situation around him. And I I have yet to feel the same feeling that everybody has about Evan Ingram. Let's see how he does when, you know, there's actually other weapons to throw to this season and Odell Beckham is healthy. And I, I don't trust him as much as I would trust Christian McCaffrey. All right. Next uh, question for Evan Ingram goes to Steve-O. And this one is Evan Ingram and the 1.02. So both those guys together in this year's draft for Kareem Hunt. Uh, this one's kind of tough. I mean, I don't value the position either, and I don't value Evan Ingram for all the reasons that Brito already laid out. Um, at the 1.02, if I and if I don't have a tight end, that's what's tough. But I still think, <clears throat> I still think I'm going to take the Hunt side on this. Yep, Hunt side not even close for me. Um, and our last Evan Ingram for Austin. Straight up for the 1.04 pick. Who do you take? I'm taking the pick. Who would you take there? Uh, the 104. Uh, like I said, you know, Sony Michelle would be there. Free, uh, Royce Freeman, Freeman would probably be there. Yep, Royce Freeman. I was going to say uh, the kid out of Seattle. 
uh, Juice to Get Loose. I mean, any of those guys would sell me more. Whoever falls. But yeah, exactly. Over Evan Ingram. Yeah, the four is Nick Chubb currently. Um, oh no, I wouldn't I would grab him. him. I wouldn't either. Okay, let's jump to our last one. We haven't touched quarterback yet, except for Brito. He touches everything. <laughs> um, Cam Newton, especially <laughs> so, Chubb. Freeze yeah, pops. there you go. There you go. All right, <laughs> let's go to Brito. Uh, who would you take here? Cam Newton, again, this is a one-quarterback league, for John Brown and a 2019 first. And we don't know where this first is, Yeah. so you are losing value this year. This I know where the is, first is. This is a gamble pick is what it basically mm-hmm. amounts to. You're hoping that you can hit on where this first-round pick is going to be on. So I think this is one of those picks that kind of amounts to going way back to what you said like half an hour ago, what your team is looking like for this year. If you're kind of already feeling like you're not in it for 2018, then maybe I sell Cam Newton and I get back John Brown in a 2019 first. But if I'm in it for this year, you're losing value for this year. So this is one of those picks that completely depends on what your position is because I know people might not like Cam Newton, and I, this is—I'd uh, have to check the exact numbers. But if I'm not mistaken, Cam Newton has been a top four quarterback four times already in the past six years. I know he Man, had those if two. Finishes. Only somebody went through and compiled all. Yeah, of you this did do data. this. Hold on, hold on. You have this data. <laughs> hold on. I have it right here. So Cam Newton has finished as the number two, seventeen, one, seventeen. Three and four quarterbacks. So I gave you an accurate, years. exactly what I just said. Yeah. Four times in the past six years, he's been a top, top four, four quarterback. So that's, uh, I, I know you are you got those two years where he's number 17. He gave you two years where that's that's crappy, but he's ju- he's even more likely to be a top four quarterback than to be outside of, of that. So um, it, it really just comes down to what you're playing for. I'm usually the guy, let's play for this year, so I'm probably taking Cam Newton. So you're taking Cam Newton. Yeah. And something that I've done in a lot of my leagues, my teams, especially after I have a have them for a year or two, are very competitive. Um, I, I am starting to swap my firsts with an asset. So for an example, um, I did a trade in one league where I paired up my first with Sam Darnold and traded both of those for a crappy team's first just with the hopes of getting an er I'm giving away Sam Darnold just so I can have that earlier first for the draft next year. And uh, it worked well. So uh, anyway, Steve, going to you, let's go Cam Newton for Eli Manning and the 1.09. This one's kind of tough. side do you take This one's kind of tough because, I mean, even though I took him as my third quarterback of the Superflex, I'm not a huge fan of Eli. Um. <clears throat> My problem with the 109 is there are only two quarterbacks in this draft that I like, and that's Rosen and Lamar Jackson. So They'll both be there, though. <clears throat> I don't know if they will, though. That's the thing. It, it's, hard, it's hard to say whether they'll be there or not. Um, One might go, but not more than that. No, one quarterback league. So Lamar Jackson is the first quarterback <laughs> off the board. Um He's going at 20 in rookie picks. And Sam Darnold, 21. Uh, Josh Rosen, uh, sorry, sorry. Rosen, 27. Darnold, 33. So I feel like you're kind of guaranteed one of those guys, right? You would think, but as I've seen this draft that I'm in right now, as I've <laughs> as I've watched the dominoes fall, yeah. you never know how things are going to play out. So I... It's it's tough, but I would I'd probably take the cam side on this one. Okay. I I would sell. I, I'm a seller. That's what I do. Austin, how about this one? Cam Newton for Carlos Hyde straight up. This is cam about Newton, positional value. Straight up. Man. I'm not I'm not touching Carlos Hyde, even with your PP. What no. about Chubb? Are you going would to hide? You do it for Chubb? Are you hiding your Chubb? Oh, you uh, were trying to make a joke. You weren't trying to contribute to fantasy football no, information. Absolutely not. My bad. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> would you do, would you do the same trade for Chubb? Uh Cam Newton or Chubb straight up? Nope. I wouldn't touch the Chubb. Wow. All right. Okay. That's why you and sold our them. last Yeah, you did. You traded him. Well done, sir, by the way. 
Um, you held I'd that help. man hostage. I'd help. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next one, last one for Cam Newton, and the last of our trades, Brito. Cam Newton for Mahomes, C.J. Anderson, and the 3.02. So Cam Newton by himself, Mahomes, C.J., and 3.02. What side? So you're basically trying to figure out here where is your value placed on Mahomes? Mahomes is going where right now in in uh, in ADP amongst quarterbacks? Do you have that pulled up? I do have that pulled up. He is going actually super high. Yeah. <laughs> He's going um, eighth quarterback overall just exactly. after Kirk Cousins. Uh, right. Pick number 113. And Cam's going startups. where about five? Cam's going six. Six. So this about is about 40 one, picks earlier. This is one of those picks where I, I may prefer Cam Newton, but I think I might be able to get a lot for what I'm getting back. And it's the kind of trade where I'm thinking I'm going to use this trade to do another trade. <laughs> because I yeah. think Mahomes' value is so speculative right now. A lot of people might even take Mahomes over Cam Newton. I think I can sell him for a lot. Plus, I'm getting a pick. Plus, I'm getting CJ Anderson, who can be a value this year. Um, and so I'll probably end up taking all of that on that second side. Um it just depends. Again, it, this this is one of those picks. Just depends on what your roster construction looks like. But give me Mahomes and Anderson and the three hundred two, and I think I can take that and make it into more than just Cam Newton. All right, all right, fellas. Well, it's that time again. It's time to start shutting her down. Hey, real quick, you can follow me at on Twitter at Austin three seven A U S T without the I A U S T N. Three seven, and then I'm on draft now since I've hit the East Coast, well the Midwest. I'm on draft now. That's you can follow me at a u s t n, and that's it. But hey, so speaking of draft, uh, John, when do you think we're gonna start talking about some DFS? Because this dynasty stuff starting to get a little oh, yawn. Yeah, so the dynasty stuff we're kind of in a break, and just stay tuned because we're gonna have put out a whole series of written articles and podcasts just dfs 101 the supreme court decision has come through we all get to gamble now and have a lot of fun and we're going to make you a lot of money so stay tuned and within the next two weeks we got a lot of great stuff coming out for you even if you've never played and you've been that person that's just like i don't even know where to get started we're going to help make you some money and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it that's right that's right john where can they find you at you can find me on twitter's the best place jl underscore chapman c-h-a-p-m-a-n all right, Steven Spaccaratelli, where can the world find you and leave us some good nuggets and thoughts? Grinder, that's well, the best place. First of all, man, you need to find the son of a bitch that stole the I in your name. I mean, it can be a little confusing for people. Did somebody say nuggets? <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> no, we said freeze pops. Nuggets oh, no, I, meant, nugget, I didn't nuggets mean like chicken pops. nuggets. I meant like porn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Don't God. Google that. Do not Google that. Oh, Jesus. Mm. But anyways, on Twitter, you can always find me at SPAC21. That's SSPAC21. And you can always find me uh, on the ESF Instagram page. All right, Christian. Uh, we'll save the best for last. A work in the world find you. And I think this is a good place to plug in the uh, hot dog promo. All right. So you can find me at Seabrito Fantasy. You can find our pod the regular eat sleep fantasy pod at eat sleep ff on twitter and our promo code for the draft kit on eatsleepfantasy.com that promo code is hot dog okay hot dog also if you were going to go to nffc and you're still looking to buy those tickets that promo code just to confirm is esf that was right all right that's right all right on behalf of christian john and steve Y'all have a good night, and you all be easy. It's a fantasy. It's all the fantasy football action that you need. Bringing you the best players every week. Who you need to drop and who you need to keep. The latest and the greatest fantasy advice. It's a fantasy, fantasy football done right. <laughs> Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.